All right, welcome to the show. Today our guest is Tim Davidson. If you haven't seen him on TikTok or LinkedIn, he makes hilarious videos about the B2B marketing world. He's also the Senior Director of Marketing at Directive, a marketing agency in California. Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I just can't get over that hat. I'm definitely going to have to buy one. Yeah, this hat is a scrolling message hat and it says B2B doesn't have to be boring, which is stolen from Tim's uh, LinkedIn profile. It was one of the first things I saw from him and I was like, oh, this guy is a guy I got to follow because <laughs> that's exactly our take at Incentive Pilot. It's the only reason we're seeing success at Incentive Pilot is we put a stake in the ground and said, hey, let's make this boring stuff a little less boring. So Tim, I love that uh, we're kindred spirits in that, in that, to that effect. What, what kind of made you uh, compelled to, to, to share that with the world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, and it's not to say every, all of it's boring, right? But a lot of it is, I mean, you, you know, you go through your LinkedIn feed, you go through a lot of the B2B world and it's just like, it's just so boring. Everything's just very templatized. Everything's just like these really, you know, the, the terrible like wordage of just like things you don't, you just don't understand. It's just really boring. And, and I think it's getting better. That's the cool thing. I'm definitely seeing that your, my LinkedIn feed is just wildly different now. Um, but before it was just like, and there's still people saying, you know, this isn't Facebook and all that, but it's just the classic, you know, people are trying to sell the, businesses, not people. And, uh, it was just, it really resonated with me. And I just want to keep going with that because even though it's getting better, it's still a lot of people are not there yet. No. And just for something to be, you know, popular in the conversation doesn't mean it's actually industry wide. Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, technology, uh, it's an easy, it's an easy, you know, I'm really operating in the tech world. Um, and a lot of the tech is really interesting, but you know, it's a, it's a, an entire industry, uh, you know, designed and built by the people who like technology. And the reality is technology is not just serving those people anymore. It's serving everyone. And so there's a lot of room for, for humanization and different ways to tell the same story. And, uh, I think we've all feeling what you described, you know, I agree it's getting better. I've seen a lot of cool content just in general, the definition of what is professional, you know, it has changed, I think in a really healthy way. Um, what, you know, are there any things, uh, do you attribute it to anything or when do you, when you say it used to be worse, kind of what's, what are the trends you've seen over the last couple of years? What, what do you, what's your take on it? You know, oddly enough, I think everyone going, you know, remote for a while, while kind of helped because everyone just, you know, they didn't have to come in within a suit or they, they were just people, more dogs, you know, it just became very normal that like in a zoom call, a dog would be popping up or a cat would be flying around or like you'd hear babies crying and stuff like that. So everyone kind of started realizing people are people right in there. You know, it's all the same. And then, you know, even like some of the, like, I forgot what video that was, but there was like that big, like news tech CEO that walked on purpose, walked up, he had the suit on, but then he just had regular shorts or swim trunks on. And, uh, I think there was more of that just happening. Um, and then, you know, people started posting like that, uh, content on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on whatever channel it was. And, um, I think it just started kind of snowballing from there. I think people are just realizing people are people and, you know, people have 
are funny. People are not funny. It's both ways, right? Like it doesn't just have to be about not boring, but I think people just realize people are people and they're selling to people. And I think that's starting to, that's where we're starting to see the change. I think you're right. And I think more than a change or a shift, it's just now that there's, now there's just a little room, right? There was no room for it before. And now there's just a little room for it. And, you know, business is still getting done. Everybody's still trying to hit their goals. Businesses are still growing. I don't think it's actually taken away from anything there. I think it's just rather than a shift, it's actually an addition of, Hey, now we feel a little bit more comfortable being ourselves, uh, you know, still professionally, still appropriate, but you can show some personality and yeah, I have a family and that's actually not weird. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. So I first saw you on LinkedIn. I mean, right. I really got aggressive on LinkedIn about eight months ago. That's when I started using it every day and started seeing the value of, of getting the connections we've been getting through it. And you popped up on my feed with a really funny video and I don't remember the first one it was, but you know, the, the stuff that I love is just the, you know, the stuff that is satirical of uh, B2B in general, but also stuff I know you've personally experienced or maybe even part of your, your daily work life. You know, I love the self-awareness and uh, the ability to kind of laugh at the goofy parts of, of what we do. And I was just curious about how you got started with that first video. Cause I don't think I saw your first video. Um, you know, when did you get started and, and what, when were you like, you know what, I'm going to make a video about, uh, you know, how stupid, uh, you know, MQLs are. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, kind of similar. I think I started posting about nine months ago, um, regularly on LinkedIn, but it was mostly text posts. And it was like, because I didn't want to be on video. It's just, I was scared, you know, whatever it was, um, I had to get over that, but I, I started off, you know, text posts and they were, they were, you know, that was fine or whatever. Um, but I started again, seeing my LinkedIn feed change. I saw more people on videos and unless, um, and it's not, it wasn't just like the very highly edited videos. It was more of just like people doing skits or just, uh, talking through it, you know, whatever it was. And I don't, I, I remember I knew I wanted to get on it and I've, wanted to do it for a while, but I was just scared. I, the first video I recorded, um, I recorded it like three weeks before I posted it and I just recorded it, edited it, very light editing. Um, and it took me again, three weeks to post it. And I finally just said, all right, I'm doing this. And it was a terrible video. Uh, I think the premise was like that one marketer that always needs leads and it was around, I think it was in January. So there was like a gift and I was, they had like the you know, here's, you can't get the gift. It's locked up and you know, here's your, yeah, I need your business email, write it down and all this stuff. It was very poorly edited. It's still on my LinkedIn. Um, but it was just, I got like 16 likes and you know, a few comments and all the comments were people I knew, right. It was people I worked with. No, but like they were enough. So they were going to be nice regardless, but they were enough to say, all right, I'm going to try this again. Second video, you know, maybe like 18 likes or whatever it was. But I started seeing the engagement be much higher than I was with the text post. Um, and, you know, just naturally, I love going down rabbit holes. So I started going down the video rabbit hole and I just started learning about everything. You know, all the YouTube creators started following all of them and learning about them. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, so it was just, and now I'm just not going back. It's just, it's just way better. Um, it's not to say I get more views from the posts or anything like that. Some do, some, you know, they go, they hit better, but, uh, on average, like from my text post to the video post, the views are way lower, but the engagement is so much higher. And just like, 
the other qualitative stuff, DMs and people mentioning or anything like that, it's really changed it. Um, so now I'm to the point where I just can't go back and there's just, you just be, now I'm finding like all the other reasons why, which is like, you know, people start to understand who you are and like people saying like B2B doesn't have to be boring. Like that stuff's been very interesting. I, I attribute that mainly because of videos, because I can't do that in text. I can't explain as much, you know, why it can't be boring in text. It's just not, it's really hard. For sure. I mean, a picture's worth a thousand words, right? And um, moving 24 frames a second, or uh, that's, a, that's a lot of words. But um, no, people also get it. It's a, There's a, a level of commitment, right? They can see your commitment to a joke or an idea. And that means more than a well-crafted sentence, I think. Um, when you first started on LinkedIn, was it always humorous? Did you come in like, hey, I'm going to come have fun on here? Or did it start later? Yeah. So I'm naturally... Uh, humorous to a fault i mean there'll be sometimes like even just family situations where it's not i shouldn't be making a joke <laughs> and i do it's just i've always grown up like that um but so some of my posts would have like humor to them it's hard again it's hard in text posts um but no it wasn't that wasn't like the goal of it it was a lot of my text posts were uh database um you know just me writing explaining things out um it was just, and I, I tried to be funny in some areas, um, but it's really hard in text posts. That's that's the problem. Um, so I would say no, uh, but naturally, just everything I do is I try to make it comedic. That's kind of where I just go to at all times. No, I got you. I was, you know. I was scouring the blogs, best practices, you know, I was like, I'm getting started on LinkedIn. What do I do? You know, it's like, well, you got to teach your audience something and you got to do it. And that's what I was doing, you know, and I, I've gained a lot of expertise about incentive programs over the last couple of years. And I was going to town trying to, you know, teach people what I've learned and low views, low engagement, low everything. And I was like, man, I just got to commit to this because it's going to be important for this year. Um, and then one like Saturday morning or something, I saw a bunch of people talking about followers and all this and all that. And I realized I had 1,200 followers from literally just having a LinkedIn for 10 years and never touching it. So I made a dumb joke, like a text joke that was just like, uh, want to learn how to get over 1200 followers on LinkedIn, make an account in college and forget it exists or something like that. <laughs> and that post like blew up. It got thousands and thousands of views and, and likes and reactions. I was like, okay. And I realized that my desire for what I wanted, you know, be to be to be is actually how it is. And I was like trying to straddle this how it is versus how I want it to be. But that was like my aha moment where the humor always plays more. And uh, with this podcast, I do want to provide value for people. But the, at its core is, you know, the the teaching of humanizing and humor has its place in what we do. And not only does it have its place, but it's effective and we're all craving it so much, you know, like when I can make a stupid joke online and people around the world think it's funny, I mean, that's pretty powerful. Uh, and it, it was a big aha moment for me that, you know, it's not even, it's not just my preference. It's actually what people want. It's true. And actually I feel like I remember that post, which is interesting. Oh, <laughs> I think I remember that one. <laughs> No, that's right. I mean, you know, I don't know the the science or anything behind it, but you know, when I, I've I've heard, I guess, and when people laugh, they like take in information more. So it's like it's also like how you do it, right? If you're just cracking jokes, but you you put it with something else, you know, there there's probably something really to it, like the edutainment part. Um, I think that that's that's where it 
that's why it's so important, the edutainment part, and it's why it's so popular too. So tell me, what is the fit your favorite video that you've created? I've seen a lot of them. They kind of blur together in my mind, but do you have a favorite that you just think like, man, that was a banger. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. Um, it's a great question because it's, it's, it's an interesting question because there's some videos I've definitely posted where, and I, I, I think I forgot about them because they didn't do well. Even though I, I, when I was making them and I was about to put, and I posted it, I was like, oh, this one's so good. Like, I like this one a lot for some reason. Uh, they just didn't do well or whatever. Um, I think it's less about the video specifically. I, I think the, there's a series I do, which is like the, if B2B was X, if B2B was a restaurant, if it was a car salesman, whatever it was, I like doing those the best. Those are really fun for me. Um, and I like that I can do it as a series. I'm kind of, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I'm, I'm trying not to repeat myself in some of them, which is, you know, where I'm trying to get to. But um, I think those are the funnest, the most fun for me by far. Um, they're just a lot of fun to make and, and just people start seem to like them too. Definitely. Well, I think it holds up the mirror, right? And the things that you point out in those, it's like, we're so guilty of it. And as at Incentive Pilot, like most of our deals come through partnerships. So naturally our website has to get a demo button. There's not enough content for people to self-educate. Like we get a D minus in demand gen. And so it's funny to see these videos and get the mirror held up. And there is neuroscience behind uh, you know, that, that powerful metaphor, right? It's like, if you say, well, look at it in this context, people can actually feel and see the, the, you know, the kind of the ridiculous standards that, um, have been created by best practices built on top of best practices built on top of best practices. You know, at some point things start to break down and it gets silly. So I think it's a, it's a great series and it always makes me laugh and it always makes me go, eesh, we, uh, we got to up our demand gen game. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I think the metaphor thing is definitely big. And I've always tried to do metaphors. Even if, Actually, most of them are joking, even if it's like textbooks or something like that. But um, I think one of the reasons I like them the most is I can, I mean, I'll just be, you should see the, the notes on my phone. I have a long list of ones you could do because as you're just out in the world, you just, like I saw a lemonade stand one time and I was like, oh, there, that's, that's got to be it. If B2B is a lemonade stand, like there's just so many opportunities. And I think that's just, for me, it's fun to see, find them all. Definitely. No, I'm, I'm excited to see you, uh, produce more of those. Another trope. I don't know if it's more than one video, but like how the, 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 the outfits and the attitude change with your time in marketing, uh, you know, like that really cracks me up. Cause like, I think we've all seen that evolution and, you know, I've been in the startup community here in Phoenix for like over a decade now. And it's really fun to watch your peers go from like, scrappy guys starting out to someone who makes it big and like see how their personality and looks change along with that success, you know? And, uh, it's just something, you know, not even as like a, a judgment against them. I think it's just human nature, but it's interesting to see that evolution occur. And, and uh, I could relate a lot to, to some of the things you put in those videos. Well, yeah. And that, that's the funny thing is like, I, all those things for the most part, and some of them are exaggerations, don't get me wrong. For the most part, I lived through them, right? Like my shirts changed over the last oh, yeah. two and a half years, right? Like just, they just have my things I've done. Like, like one of them was like, if a uh, B2B was, or first 60 days in ABM, I bought the tech without the straight, like I did all that right. stuff. So it's like, 
I always make this comment. Um, it's funny because it's true, which is sad, which <laughs> it's very true because a lot of things I try to make fun of, I did, which is very sad now, you know, looking back on it. I think it's really healthy though. I mean, it's like, it shows that you, you understand and we all make mistakes and, you know, a big part of, of every, everything, every kind of growth is, is experimentation, right? And, uh, experiments are, they suck because most of them fail and, uh, you know, that's just the nature of it. But like to have that healthy relationship with failure is the only way you can keep experimenting. And, uh, it's not until you see the power of a successful experiment that you understand how absolutely critical it is to a path of growth. Uh, I, and I think that's professionally or, uh, you know, with a business or, or personally, you know? And so I think to me, anything that you're referencing as a you know, experience of yourself is really just kind of that healthy relationship with experimentation. I mean, I've had so many stupid ideas over the years and, uh, I definitely am not at a place where I'm going to make videos about them and, and share the money that I've wasted with some of my, uh, entrepreneurial endeavors. Yeah. I'm at the point where I was just like, why not? You know, I, I'm, I'm very open book. Um, surprisingly too, I, I'm very like, introverted person naturally uh but like i'm a very open book like i i I have nothing to hide uh and i just learned that you know over time like other people because a lot of people have the same going through the same thing right every single like whether it's personal or career like everyone is either dealt with it or doing it or going to do it it's just it's always interesting to see everyone's having the same problems or you know really having the same problems everyone so jumping back real quick, um, when I asked you about your favorite video, you said, oh, like I thought this one was going to be good. Didn't re- you know, respond that well. I want to dig deeper on that because I've definitely had that feeling about uh, posts on LinkedIn, other things on you know, social. It's like, oh man, this is going to be a good one. And then it falls <laughs> flat. Have, do you have any sense for what's going to work, what's not going to work? Or is it a new experiment every time? No, I, have no, I mean, I have no idea it's there's 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 concepts right um so like i've I've had like two that for me are like the bigger they went viral for me right both of them i just kind of posted not understanding how to do like not at all like i thought they were gonna be okay but i did not think they were gonna do well um and i've also you know everyone does you know the repurpose content one of them I've reposted didn't get do as well. So I, I don't know how to explain you know, the timing or whatever that is too. Um, the other one I haven't reposted yet, but there's probably like, you know, the answer is I don't know. Because even when I was going to say concepts, the, the one that I haven't reposted yet is about like the B2B buying process. I've posted tons of other stuff around that. Not, it doesn't do as well. There's, there's, always, there's a lot to it that we just can't understand. And let's be honest, if someone knew how to be viral every time, they would do it. They would for sure. The course, they would sell it. There'd be a lot of people going viral, which would make it not viral or whatever. Um, so it's like a lot of things you think you're going to hit just don't. And a lot of things that you don't think you're going to hit do. Um, it's because, you know, you're at the end of the day, you're really not the audience. The audience is the audience. If that makes sense. The audience is the audience. I like that. Well, I, I, I like, uh, I, I'm with you. I don't think anyone knows. And it's funny, the last episode we recorded, another Tim, Tim Parkin was sharing that, you know, nobody, even, uh, you know, VPs of, 
at uh, billion dollar companies, no one knows what's going on. And that was a fun, <laughs> transparent conversation uh, to, to have with him. So the Tims are, the Tims are uh, just shining light uh, in the darkest corners here in these episodes, but that's interesting. Um, let me ask this because it's hard to explain. I got, I got going on LinkedIn because I wanted to meet more people, get more intros, develop more business for Incentive Pilot. Um, it's been a wonderful way to do that, but also meet other people, also give back to people who my expertise can benefit. Like it's a really wonderful professional space to be in. And I would say 90% of the time, that's how it feels and that's how it goes. Every now and then I post something and like it doesn't get the reaction I want and I actually do feel it personally. And it's like I'm back in college in my Facebook days and like it's a it's not a healthy thing, you know? And maybe it's probably not 10% of the time. It's probably like 2 2% of the time. But I was curious as someone who has a lot more success with content and uh, funny content, you know, than I do, is there a personal element to of it to you? Um like, do you just enjoy it or is there kind of a social media dark side to it? Oh, there, oh, there's a big dark, social media dark side. Um, no, don't do not get me wrong. I've, I've, mm, there's a big dark side to it. Uh, whether it's the, the post that you didn't, that you're going to do good and it doesn't, and it tanks. I happens with me all the time. I think the post I had today, I like 23 likes and like, that's a great post for me, by the way. Twenty-three likes. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's relative, relative, relative. Um, but like with that, so for something like that, right? Like my mindset automatically goes, well, the audience, the audience. Like I didn't do well enough, right? And this is not always. Sometimes there's time. There's a bunch of other stuff you can't really control as well. But sometimes just the audience is the audience, um, and you know, now I just got to put out another one or whatever. Like you know, I learned from that. Or how do I take that and just you know re-edit it? add some other clips to it because it's a good concept's good i in my mind the concept's good um also it doesn't even matter right the 23 likes i you get a dm from it that's all that matters um but the dark there's a big dark side there's like man like you, you've so i've gone on vacation a few times in the last few weeks and you feel like you have to post it's terrible and i did i did post i did post even though some of it was like kind of repurposed. So I, I you know, that was an, in an out, but you feel like you have to post and maybe that's just an me. obligation. Yeah. You yeah. feel like an obligation. You feel like an obligation, like DM, do you feel like you have an obligation to respond to all of them? It takes time. Right. And also the, the LinkedIn DM, it's just a mess that the whole thing is just a mess. It's really hard to <laughs> keep track of anything, but like you, you, sure. you feel like you, you have to respond to comments and, and messages and, and you sh maybe you should right and but like it takes a lot of time and you just you kind of either maybe it's just my personal struggle but like you feel like you should do and you can't and then i mean there's sometimes I'll, I'll go back when i have some free time maybe and then i'll respond to comments from like a month ago because i feel bad that's terrible i should not be doing that right there's it just sits, sits in my mind um there's some serious dark sides of it right like and, and don't get me wrong it's like what you know, first world problems or whatever, but like, no, you, you, the, it takes a lot of time. Uh, it, you feel like you have the obligation, you, you know, you're going to get the bad comments. I really don't care about those. The, that's completely fine with me. Um, but some people get worse. I don't get a lot of bad comments 
really. Some people get some bad ones. So I don't know how, you know, that I haven't experienced that yet. Um, but there, there's always a dark side with everything. It always always is. a dark side with everything. Okay. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. I know I appreciate you sharing. I just think it's interesting because it's such, it's easy for me to say no to every other social media. It's just like, I realized early in my twenties, it was like not good for my mental health. I was like, uh, you know, I was like, man, this is, this is not good. Like what someone else says or doesn't say on my profile, you know, is affecting my day. So I was lucky enough to like kind of get out of that. But then with LinkedIn, obviously see the professional benefits. And so, um, you know, it's, but I also noticed that, Hey, yeah, sometimes it is kind of like this old social media feeling. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I'm not sure people really talk about it. And LinkedIn is, is a weird world of its own. So it doesn't have all the same problems, but, um, I feel like people don't really talk about it as a social media platform that could have the same issues. Yeah. And for the most part, a lot of people on LinkedIn, they have the full-time jobs, right? Like this is a lot of times this is like, you know, the side gig or whatever, or just, you know, you're trying to do in your free time. Um, that's tough, right? You have families. I don't have, I, I don't have kids yet. Right. Like, so there's parents doing this and I'm like, wow, like I can't applaud that more. Like that is hard. Um, so I have extra free time, right. That I can do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, people, full-time jobs, you got families, you got other things to do. And it's just another thing you have to, you know, you don't have to do it, but a lot, once you, once you do start doing tracks, you don't want to lose the opportunity and stuff like that either. Um, and obviously it is beneficial to your career and all that, but, uh, you know, it does, but it takes time. That's the, th that's the big thing. It does take time. Let's talk a little bit about business results. So we've been talking about the fun and how that's what people are craving even on LinkedIn, but what have been the results for you in your career or for directive? Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, so I don't, I don't look at it as like tangible or like direct results. Right. Um, we do, you know, I, I can attribute things back to like deals for directive or something like that. Um, or like, you know, part of the, whatever you want to say. Um, but I'm, I'm very convinced like for my career, I mean, it's investing in my, in the right, like posting content or creating content is much more valuable to me than if I went and like spent money on stocks or something like that, like buy a long shot. I can, I can tell you right now, like, it's just so much more, um, fruitful for me to do this. Um, and it's not even like, I'm still the same job. It's not like I could, I could attribute it like that, but like I can, the opportunities you get, the people that reach out, the relationships you build, it's going to be very fruitful in the future. I can, I just know it. Definitely. And one of the things I, you know, wasn't expecting, but I love is like, I really like helping people. And, uh, you know, for the majority of my career, I've really been, pretty insulated heads down doing the UX work or working on product and haven't really been out there. And one of the things that's so cool about being on LinkedIn and meeting so many people is that you, 
you know, you meet a, you meet a couple people. And then when someone asks you about something, you go, Oh, actually I know the perfect person. And making those introductions is so much fun because you can really help other people out a lot. And, uh, even if I can't, you know, capture that value financially at any given moment or quantify, it doesn't matter. It's still a pleasure to do. And, uh, it feels really good to be able to connect people with like-minded people where, you know, there's going to be a good relationship and, and value to be extracted. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's deals at directive that are direct result and some of it can't be tracked, but I know in my personal experience, just having the touch points on LinkedIn are the things that will take a deal over the finish line or get someone into one of our public games where they, they try the game and then they buy the game, you know, that sort of thing. So it's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and I should have mentioned this, like this kind of goes back to the, the videos that didn't hit or whatever. I've had videos where I talk about like, you know, how to get started on TikTok or, um, you know, they're, they're more, they're less funny. They're more like, you know, tactical or, or however you, you know, edu education. And then you get the DM like, yeah, I'm going to start, a, I'm going to start posting or I just, I'm going to start doing videos now. Like that stuff is very, uh, fruitful for me. I, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Earlier in the episode, you mentioned, you know, you didn't do video because you weren't comfortable. You know, that's something that's come up a few times on this show because me personally, I never wanted to get on camera. I saw the the high engagement that video was getting on LinkedIn, but I didn't feel comfortable getting in front of the camera, just hitting a record. You know, how did you make that leap? And what can you share with people that are on the fence? Yeah, uh, it's so in hindsight, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, just to take the leap, but it's harder when you don't, right? When you're when you haven't taken the leap yet. The the thing I always go back to is people really don't care. Like <laughs> people don't care about the ums. They don't care, you know, about your background, how you look. You know, fix up your hair, whatever you want to do. People really don't care though. That's the, that's the real thing. Or if they they saw it and they cared for a little bit, they forget. That's why you can repurpose content. That's why you can post it again every three months, six months, because new people are seeing it, but people forget. The big thing is, is people really don't care. And if, if you, at least for LinkedIn, because the community is really good, really like nice and pretty good for the most part, if you just post a couple of videos, you will notice you'll get no bad comments and you'll get good comments, right? TikTok, Twitter, might be a little different. You're going to get some trolls and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's still going to be good. And and if it is, it's going to be more about the content that they post the comment about, not about how you have the ums or you, how you talk or whatever that is. It's going to be other stuff. I always like, because I, I can, it's hard for me to like talk over and over again, right? I always have the ums. I always say the likes. I always, you know, stutter. No one cares. <laughs> Seriously, no, no one really cares. Um, so as, you have to get over that to actually keep going. And, and once you do it like three times, four times, five times, whatever that cadence is for you, you're going to be fine after that. Cause then you're not going to, you're just going to just like anything, you're going to get better at it and you're just going to understand it doesn't really matter. Yep. Doesn't matter. No one cares. All, all wonderfully uh, reassuring things, things to hear. I, and it's funny you say, got the ums. I don't um too much, but the first, you know, looking back on some of the stuff I recorded, I say, you know, all the time. It's like my go-to thing, you know, uh, I really need you to, you know, back me up on yeah. this, you know, <laughs> but, uh, we all got those, those fillers. 
yeah, I think, I mean, one, the baby step I took was starting a, a podcast like this. So I'm not the only one on camera, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, does the focus doesn't have to be on me. I don't have, and I can be looking at you not thinking about how, you know, I look or might seem. Um, but, uh, yeah, take that leap, rip off the bandaid. I think you'll, uh, you'll find it's much easier than you thought. And like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it gets. So, um, but I, I oh, appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Yeah. And I don't know, like, and I know some people get caught up on like the video quality and all that. Your phones are good enough these days. Um, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I bought, I'm trying to see if the camera's around here. I, you know, I saw some traction and I bought the fancy camera, still use my phone. The process is just easier. It's so, it's so much easier. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm with you and I've seen, I see opinions, both you do, you yeah. don't need good equipment. You need really nice equipment. And, and I get it. I think, uh, some of it comes down, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to preference and then no matter what you do, there's always going to be the, like the, the people with a quality fetish that it's like, Oh, unless it's this, it's not the real deal, you know? Um, but I think for, for pretty much everyone, it's kind of that 80, 20, if, if it meets the bar of good enough, then, then you're there and that doesn't take much. I mean, I do think a good microphone is worth the investment besides that. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, <laughs> you don't really need anything else, but I do want to talk about process. You said your first video took you three weeks to edit. When you get started with video, it feels like a ton of work, but once you do it more and more, you kind of develop your own systems, you understand what's going on. You know, what is it, what does production take for you now for one of the videos you make these days? Yeah. So the three weeks that was actually to post it, the, the editing took maybe an hour, right? Oh, okay. It was just, should I post it? Or should I not post it? Like that was, that was more just getting in my head type of thing. All right. Just the uh, false start. Yeah. Okay. The process. Um, yeah. So it definitely it's the time allotted is usually 12 minutes to about five hours. It's quite the range. I know, but like for some of the videos, if it's like a talking head one that usually takes, you know, 12, 15 minutes tops. Um, for some of the other ones, a little bit more edited, you know, maybe two to three hours. The ones that take five hours, it's just cause I was being very stubborn or I was just being a perfectionist. And I had to re record over and over again because I didn't like how something came out or I thought of, I always think of ideas, um, while I'm doing it. So sometimes that just happens. Um, so the process for me, I have so many, uh, ideas that I'm actually, my phone notes is probably just jam packed, um, with ideas. So that part that just comes out of nowhere. Right. Or not when I say nowhere, it's like when I'm doing, you know, walking, walking around or work, whatever it is. Um, but as I start, uh, creating the content, I don't do a script, uh, just because when I did the script, it sounded weird. And a lot of times as I start doing it, I start thinking of new ideas and then I just end up re-recording it or whatever it is. Um, but it's all on my phone. It's all recorded there. And then I use CapCut. It's an app on the, still on the phone, uh, where I edit the videos there. And when I'm done with it and then, so CapCut, so you see, record it, go to CapCut edit there. Um, and then basically put, I 99% of it's on my phone and then I'll post it from there. Um, process can vary, uh, depending on what kind of video, uh, but it's usually the average is probably two to three hours, but there's some that take five hours just based on my perfectionism or something like that. That's interesting. A couple hours to sh and then your videos are, you know, 
anywhere from 30 seconds to a couple minutes, something like that? Yeah, I've really gotten them down to like, some of them have been long, but really it's around minute, probably like 45 seconds to minute 30. Um, I always, I always create them bigger and then condense them down. Um, I have gotten better at where I record. It's a bigger video, but I can also make it two clips or a part one and two or take some of those clips and use them for other clips. So I've gotten good at that because for me, I do change the shirts a lot, hats and stuff because I like the, the dual type of people. Um, so I try to batch the, the, the person uh, when I'm wearing that shirt or the vest, if it's the salesperson in the hat, I try to batch that recording with that one so I don't have to re-record that. Keep changing. Yeah, hey, that's pretty pro, man. You're doing. You're basically. It's like locations, except for outfits, right? So you're pretty much filming at a location for a certain time. You're just. That's pretty smart, and I, it's interesting to hear that there's. You kind of have an outline of what's going to go on, but it's improvised in terms of the presentation, and I think that makes a ton of sense because then you can. The, your characters are so believable because it's you saying the way you would say it, or you know, and. uh I think that's probably a, a really good move. That's really interesting to hear. Is anyone else ever involved in the process or is it just you? Uh, so it's, I'm trying to think. It's just me. I'm actually like, so it's weird. So my wife is a teacher, so she's home right now. I, I record less because I don't, I'm uh, embarrassed to record around her. Uh, so it's, it's really pretty much just me. I have, you know, a tripod and all that. And I, I've, I've set up things where I can, uh, like, a, like I have something that has like wheels and I'll push it if I need to do some like sort of motion. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all me. And that's uh, again, probably a thing in my head where I just don't like other people being around when I do it. That's so funny. And it's hilarious. You know, the irony is like you're posting it online. So everyone's going to yeah. see it, but <laughs> I'm the exact same way. Like, um, it could be anything. My wife's like, oh, we got to call the the washer people or whatever. It's like, oh, I'll take care of it. Pull out my phone, go to the other room. There's nothing secret going on. There's no reason for me to be embarrassed, but I just don't like people do thing. being around on while I'm on the phone. It feels like I'm naked or something. I don't get what it is, but uh, it's, it's funny to hear you say that. And uh, so I, I can totally relate. And then with the creative process, right? Like you are experimenting, you are doing multiple takes. And if you're self-conscious at all, uh, that other, someone else is going to have an opinion about it, which my wife would, yeah. you know, I can see, yeah. uh, see wanting to have, uh, to, to have a little privacy. So that's, that's interesting. Um, trying to think, I think we covered, you know, the things that I was personally curious about, uh, seeing your, your content on LinkedIn. The other question I want to ask I'm not sure if you can share, but do you have anything interesting or special planned for, you know, the coming months or do I just have to stay tuned and, and check out the videos? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. It's probably just more, uh, I, and that's, you know, I struggle with that, right? Like I'm trying to do too much. Sometimes I've been playing around with like other platforms, YouTube shorts and, and all that stuff. Um, I do think YouTube is a huge opportunity, but Try, I, I go back and forth there, right? Like, it's like, there's still so much opportunity on LinkedIn and TikTok for me, but there's also like Instagram reels and all that. Like, so I'm trying to balance it. I've looked into like, 
you know, maybe finding help with like freelancers or something like that. But my process is so, it's, again, it's in my head. The process is very unique to me. So it's hard for me to um, explain it to them. Um, but that's just me in my head. Um, it's just, yeah, probably more, just more things, just trying more. More things. Cool. Well, I am going to ask one more question because you just used the word, you know, struggle. And I think we talked a little bit about the dark side of social media, but what are some other struggles that go along with it? You know, what's the, what's the hard part of, of having fun online? Uh, so again, this is probably in my head, but like you do naturally, and I shouldn't do this, but you naturally compare yourself to others, other creators, right? Um, there's some people that like you see their videos and obviously I'm biased, but I'm like, mine are better but they have way more engagement. What's going on here? There's obviously other things, right? They have different community and all that stuff. That's a really dark side to me because I, I don't like doing that. I don't like comparing myself to others, but naturally you do. And you see, you know, their posts and maybe they're, you don't think it's as good, but it's doing very well. <laughs> You're excited for them. You comment and you say, yo, that's awesome. You know, you make your comments. 99% of me is like, oh, that's great for them. But then like 1% is like this dark, like, why, how, how is that even possible? Uh, that's like, again, it's in my head, but it's a very interesting thing to see. Very interesting. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think it goes with the creative personality or, or an artistic personality because, uh, you know, as, as most people that create have a, have a very strong opinion about, you know, what should be said and what's right and what's wrong. And it's it, because you have a voice, right? You have mm -hmm. a, you have a voice you want to share. And so when there's a voice that, you know, doesn't align, uh, or a story that doesn't align with my strong opinion, yeah, it's easy to be judgmental. And like you said, it's a, it's a mix of emotions. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying and, and, uh, yeah, I think that's just goes along with the creation of any kind. Right. And that could be uh, product and entrepreneurial too. Right. You know, you mm -hmm. look around the marketplace and you're like, how are they killing it? We did an integration and that thing is crazy bad or whatever, you know? Um, so no, it's, it's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. So are you ready for, uh, the torture piece of the episode where you get to play some tap to flat? I am. Awesome. So if you open up that link and share your screen. I'm going to get my timer started uh, for a minute. And then when you get a game over, or if you get a game over, you can just click and it'll reset. And at the end of the minute, we'll all automatically have your high score. So nice. just keep clicking. Uh, and when you're ready, I'll start the timer. All right. I'm going to go one, two, three. All righty. Oh, oh, not bad. Almost got first pipe on the first try. Oh, you're a natural. Up to one. All right. First one's the hardest. Definitely. Oh, there he goes. Seems a lot harder than you think. It is. Oh. Too many clicks. Two. You doubled your score. 30 oh, seconds you, left. You dropped the ball there. 30 seconds. Oh. Too many clicks. See, if you gave me this, like... Months before, I could have, oh, oh. oh, look oh. at you go six. Oh yeah, now we we want to make sure that you uh, <laughs> are as embarrassed as I possible. I spent way too much time training for this. This is why I can't have video games in the house. 
Nice, six again. Okay, that was it. So your high score is six. You're not at the top, you're not at the bottom, but thank you for playing. Uh, That's interesting. (laughs) Well, you got the link. Now you can uh, get totally addicted like... Uh, like I am and like our team is, uh, <laughs> addicted to tap to flap. So Tim, obviously people can find you on LinkedIn, on TikTok. If they want to hit you up, uh, where's the best place to reach out? Best place, probably LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn or TikTok. I'd probably say LinkedIn, the DMS, you know, I just get too many. I honestly probably TikTok. That'd probably be the best place where I would respond. All right. Hit them up on TikTok, or if you don't have it, hit up your local middle school, use someone's account, and get in touch with Tim. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for coming on the show. I hope you come back in the future. Yeah, thanks, man. This was great.